Welcome to Mindful Escape, the podcast that helps you find your purpose and your passion. Today we have Aline on the show and this is a really interesting episode because Aline comes from a world where everything on paper ticked all the boxes, had a good job, had a nice place to live, good friends, good family, everything should have been perfect but something inside her heart was telling her that she needed to do something different so she left all of that to follow her passion figure out what she loved what she enjoyed and what her purpose in life was today she's a spiritual guide and she tells us her story about how she got there so without further ado we'll jump straight in Eileen, thank you so much for coming on the Mindful Escape. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, lovely to be here with you today, Leighton. So a little bit about me. My name is Eileen and I am a spiritual guide, healer, writer and facilitator. My work is about aligning people back to their essence, um, to their highest self. Uh, there are so many words we use, right? To our hearts, to our essence, to our purpose. It's pretty much different words for the same thing so that we get to live our lives by truly knowing ourselves. Yeah, yeah that's great. me in a nutshell. Great. And what were you doing before you took on this kind of role and purpose? So I went to business school and I worked as a product manager in different kinds of companies. I started working in banks and then I worked for fashion and then I went to startups. And my last work was actually one of the biggest nonprofits. So I changed industry quite a bit, but always working with product management Um my background is the more marketing side, but working in a more technical way, building platforms and understanding uh, consumer drives and what is it that people want and what is it that we can offer. Um, I did start on my spiritual journey quite early when I was a teenager, but it was something very private. It wasn't something that I shared with people and I never thought I was going to focus so much on it. Um, it was much later in my life that that became a call to actually work with it. So my background is quite, I wouldn't say the most, like, when I started in bank, it was suits and like tents and like very formal. And then slowly it started being more and more flexible. And um, there are many different things that took me to work where I am working with right now into that uh little by little yeah okay and was there something that happened because obviously it's quite a different career path or role that you're doing now so was there Mm. something that kind of triggered you that made you think I can't do this anymore or or what was it that happened well there were the internal aspect of me not being happy me realizing that I was breaking myself in two. I had this spiritual journey, but my spirituality has never been very normal. So I I never actually talked to people about it. It was something kind of a parallel universe. Uh, And at some point it was like, I was being somebody for work and I was being somebody else inside my home. And that became such a huge split in me that I had to choose. I, could, I couldn't go on like that anymore. So I, I had a pretty difficult time for a period. Uh, it was also a work shift because I was working in a startup feeling, I don't want to do this. I want to do something better for the world. 
And then it changed to a nonprofit thinking, here, now I'm going to help the world. <laughs> you know? um, and so I was already going towards a more purposeful career. But when I started working in a nonprofit, I started seeing so many things I didn't agree with that I, huge questions started arising in me of, I don't believe this is actually helpful. I don't believe in this model of help. And if I want to help, uh, this is not it because I'm in a company it was one of the major nonprofits and I was seeing so many people broken at work, so many people not taking care of themselves and trying to save the world as like almost like escape. Uh, so it, it had these two different trigger, triggers, one within me of I'm not happy, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do, I'm not living my life, I'm not being myself. And another one of understanding uh, what is my own concept of help? How can I actually contribute? Uh, because there are so many things in the system as it is that we think it's helpful, but when we look at it, there are so many contradictions. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Was there anything that you can remember? Because I think a lot of the people listening may be not as spiritual or maybe a little earlier on in their spiritual journey. Was mm -hmm. there anything that you remember that kept coming up for you that was kind of making you feel like you were living two different lives? Well, I I wasn't feeling well, I'd say. I was feeling I was feeling like there was a lot of frustration in me. And I really couldn't put a finger on it. Um and what actually <laughs> saved me was I went on a short holiday and I just bought these three books on my Kindle that were all Buddhist books. And I don't know why I wasn't into Buddhism or anything, but I just put it in my head that on this week, I'm going to read these three books. <laughs> wow, and okay. something out of nowhere clicked. I could, I could understand how to manage my frustration in a deep way. Um, like, what is it that I needed to step back? Because I really couldn't see because apparently I was doing everything right. I had a pretty good job. I had my own apartment. I had great friends. It's like everything was fine. <laughs> but inside of me, everything was so broken and I had no clue where to begin. That That is the truth because I, I was just like, I'm so depleted all the time. I'm drinking so much every single weekend. <laughs> it's like, you know, like I'm partying so hard. I'm going crazy all the time. What is up? Uh, and not knowing where to begin yeah really not knowing yeah it's really interesting because i've spoken to a few people recently and it's a similar story where on paper you think actually everything looks great you're ticking all the boxes but there's something inside that just doesn't feel right and you're just not 100 percent happy so you've got to take a step back and think okay what is it i truly want and what is my end goal or my desire or my passion so mm -hmm. it's, it's really nice that you've kind of talked through how that was for you and then transitioning from what was I'm guessing was it full-time job you were doing yes yeah so transitioning from yeah. that into what you're doing now um talk to me about the challenges that came up with that yeah, so I did what many people don't suggest people to do, which is I just quit without any plan, without knowing. <laughs> and it, it became like almost like a good snowball in a way because I started quitting more things one after the other. So at first I quit my job 
And then I quit my home. I, I, at first, I thought that I could figure just by staying in my hometown for a few months, you know. And then I was like, no, I actually don't like living here anymore. I have to get out of here. I don't belong here. So I left my, uh, my home. Not my hometown. I was living in Sweden back then. But I was already based there for eight years. And I felt at home before. And at some point, it's like, I, I don't want to be here anymore. And then after a few months, I broke up my relationship as well. So it was so many things that were left and transitioning in a way to, to who I was becoming. Uh, also, I thought that I only needed like four or five months of time on my own to figure this out. You know, let me just go deeper into myself. And after six months, I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> so I became like just kept on going just kept on going and uh, i started quite a few different projects i started writing a blog and a newsletter i started different companies that after a few months in each i completely quit so i started doing like trying many different things which i'm grateful because they took me eventually to what i could not fight against which is my real path uh it had a lot of those kind of frustrations of like i know i have to do something and i can only learn by by actually practicing, right? Clarity is not like I'm not doing anything and I have this big vision and that is correct. Just many times you just take a step and then you can see a little bit more and then you take another step and you can see a little bit more and there's like, oh no, I don't want this path. And then you have to like change the direction. So so uh, in the end, it took me two years to start doing what I am doing now. Actually three years because two years was more like I, I was aware what direction I wanted to take but then I also needed to properly structure myself and my method and get the messages to do my work um so many people say oh it's so brave that you quit everything and I think like no it was it was brave that I kept with that decision because it kept prolonging so long and so many times you're tempted like I got no idea I could just go back you know and no, like sticking to it, I'm going to keep on doing this, like one year, two years, you know. Um, so that was the main challenge uh, for me, that it's like, okay, I got no idea. I tried another project and it didn't work. And it was another investment that it didn't work. And and having this faith, this hope that I, I have no choice, but keep on going. <laughs> so, yeah, that's so yeah. good. Because I think I've also spoken to people who have, taking that leap and it is a brave thing to do right to step out of your comfort mm -hmm. zone leave your job as with you leaving your hometown and going on this exploration to figure out okay what do I really want to do and then trying something that you think is the right thing and it doesn't work and for me as well it's been in the back of my mind before when I think actually do you know what I could just go back to London and get a job so it's yeah. such a yeah. <laughs> there's, there's some comfort in that knowing that you could just go back but as you say having that bravery to just keep going with it and pursuing it and was there anything mm -hmm. like any tricks or tips that you could kind of give us that you use to keep up with that I guess it's like perseverance to keep going and not take the easier mm. route well I've one aspect is of trusting ourselves, of knowing that we can do this. Uh, it comes a lot to our own self-connection in a way, like it's part of self-love of, I I want a better life for me. I know I can do more uh, and sticking with ourselves. I think it's very important. Uh, it, that is a muscle that makes us so stronger in anything in our lives, you know? 
That is definitely a key aspect. Another one is not taking ourselves so seriously that it is okay to say things fail and we learn and just laugh at ourselves, you know, not being so dramatic about uh, our expectations of ourselves, you know. Um, those are super key points. Uh, another thing that helped me a lot that is connected to these two points is asking myself, what is the worst thing that can happen? Like, if it really gets that bad, I can go back. I can get a, maybe not the kind of job that I had before, maybe a much lower paying job, but I can do that. Or if I go completely bankrupt, I can go back. I can ask my friend for a couch or I can go back to my parents. It's like, it's not what I want to, but I'm not going to be homeless. You know, it's it's really going back to the point, like, what is the, ha- the worst that can happen? Yeah, some, um, I need somebody's help, which I think it's humbling, but I'll get it back to my feet in one year or so, you know, and it's okay. I feel like getting some perspective and not being over dramatic and, and letting it lose a bit, it's very helpful. Yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes it's scary for people to have to then rely on others, especially mm-hmm. if you're coming from a job that you were being well paid in and you're very secure and like everything's going well. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I need some help. Am I embarrassed? Am I scared? Is it shameful? But yeah, as you say, it's like, what is the worst thing that can happen? And coming back to your point about not taking yourself too seriously and just believing in yourself and just trying things and see what happens. And uh, a phrase that keeps coming up for me is fail fast. And the faster you Mm -hmm. fail, the quicker you learn, the quicker you grow. Yeah, absolutely. And it's very humbling to need help sometimes, you know, that is something that I, I've i learned a lot, uh, that all help is there for us and that we work together. We're not isolated beings. It's not like being lower and anything. Like sometimes we give and sometimes we get, and it's like this endless exchange, you know, like we help our friends as well. We keep on judging our friends if they needed something from us. So I think sometimes we don't have much self-compassion. <laughs> So developing a bit more self-compassion, it's like, it's okay. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So along your journey, what would you say were the main lessons that kind of came up for you along the way? For me, it has been very interesting to join this business with spirituality world. Uh, Sometimes people just want to be on the flow and do things in a flow state. And the truth is, the river needs its banks. Uh, otherwise, it's not a river, it's just a dispersed river. You know, it's not, it's just water flashing around. So this combination of not being too rigid with ourselves, that not allowing structures to overkill us, but we also need structures for what we want to exist. And being able to combine these two in harmony, I think it's a huge work for anybody starting their own thing. Like what is the structure that's going to support me do what I want to do and achieve it? but also not overkill me and not 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 expect a fairy tale because doing your own thing is so much work it is crazy amount of work you know so so that is a good takeaway for me that i'm always fine-tuning with myself and the other one is to not do things out of fear because those are the decisions we regret when we we want to do our own thing with the more 
fear-based our choices are, the more we disconnect from ourselves. And this is something that we don't realize because we're acting, we don't even necessarily feel the fear, we just feel the need of being safe, which is a consequence of fear. Every time we're doing something to feel safe, it's because deep down we are scared. Uh, and that doesn't work with your heart and with your vision. Like we're so much bigger than that. And to even create the self-awareness of where when we are acting out of fear is huge because it's so nuanced, it's so subtle. But if we start paying attention to our everyday decisions, there's so many things that we're just preventing ourselves from being in a dangerous situation. Dangerous. Most of the things are not even dangerous. It's just the, the discussions that we're telling, like what we'll talk we're telling ourselves is, yeah. So those points, I think it's crucial. If, if we are doing the shift, if we are leaving things behind to create a new life, if we create it based on fear, we're just going to create the same story. It might be our own company, but it's going to be the same story because we're not acting from the, the, the right place. Uh, we focus too much on what. And this is a lesson I love sharing that life is not the what, life is the how. It is, okay, I want this and I want this to be like this because it's like I can have a great job, but that doesn't mean it will be joyful and, and fun and purposeful, you know? The how is what you actually experience on everyday life. And if we're doing things out of fear, what we feel is the safety, the need of everything can go wrong. So working together the what and how, I think it was a major lesson for me as well. I guess it's enjoying the how as well, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's, I'd be curious to get your perspective on this because as I am going deeper into my spiritual journey and coming from a very practical background, I feel a lot of conflict and you might be able to be, give a good perspective on this. With creating your own business, there's obviously a lot of work involved and it can be hard at times. And from what I understand with spirituality, it's a lot about letting go and allowing things to happen. But the difference between letting something go and really striving to get something I find is sometimes a little bit conflicting. Yes. And uh, I think spirituality is quite misunderstood because it's not about letting things happen for you. Nobody's going to do your work or my work for me. We need to act. That's why we are in physicality. That's why we're here. You know, like we need to act. We need to manifest through ourselves. It's not like oh, I just just set my intention and I open my hands and receive. It's like look, not gonna work. Now that doesn't mean struggling, and that's the difference. Because the business world, the normal normative life is we push it through, we hustle, and that is against the spirituality. Spirituality has a lot to do with trusting in a way that there is something higher connected to us that can give us better answers. And that means working a lot with listening. So maybe the way to set your job, your company for promoting it is not doing three Facebook posts a day, every day, like everybody else. Everybody else is hustling. Everybody else is not connected. Maybe there's a much smarter strategy that it's simply much more fine-tuned to your purpose much more like spirit is very practical actually and very direct the more connected we are the more we understand what we have to do and what we have to act on from a place of alignment and not from a place of struggling and trying to do everything at once so that is the difference yeah yeah 
yes yeah, if that makes sense how does that i don't know yeah i i think so uh, for me anyway and i think it depends on people's perspective and as you say there's a lot of misunderstanding around spirituality and manifesting and affirmations and kind of expecting things to happen and I had a conversation with someone the other day about affirmations and he said oh I tried it this morning and it didn't work and I said it's not something that you just do once and it happens it's something you need to train your subconscious mind and you practice these things and then you develop the actions that exactly the ideas are there but the actions yield the results um yes absolutely this this that that's why i also say that i help people align back to themselves because alignment is our thoughts our words and our actions everything has to be in alignment when we are not in coherence when we are polluting like we we say one thing we want one thing but we don't fully believe in it or we are scared of it so we think of a plan b it's like it starts being this thing that the energy is not aligned and then we cannot manifest so we always have to act, but we have to act with a lot of alignment and precision and not having pollution, taking our energy away and not believing in ourselves. And this moment of flow where everything just flows, but we're still acting, right? It's not things are flowing, just happening to us. We are still going with it. We're still acting on it. We're still accepting what is coming to us. We are seeing the synchronicities and we are acting on it and not closing those doors. Those moments, as they see spiritually, are moments that our will is very aligned with ourselves. We're coherent, but our will is also aligned with a higher will. Because when you are aligned with a higher will, a universal will, a spiritual will, so to speak, this is where you get spiritual energies to work with you because they want the same thing as you do. Now, if you want something that is very selfish only for yourself, like you won't get any, like you're going to have to struggle. You're going to have to hustle because no energy is going to work with you. So that's why the self-alignment, it's it's much bigger than it seems because first is our own alignment. Like I really want this. And then clearing that alignment that is this really from a place of love? Is this really for the highest good of everybody? Or is just to uh, cope with something I'm missing in my needy heart because I need to take care of myself. So, yeah, that's it's a huge topic. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> and I was really interested on the point you said about having a plan B because I was having mm-hmm. a conversation with someone and they said, well, why don't you just have that as your plan B? And I thought, well, no, plan A is here and that's mm-hmm. where I'm going. What's your mm-hmm. thoughts around that and how does that perhaps obstruct obstruct someone from getting where they want to be well it does disperse energy like the more we can just focus on one thing but it is possible to have a plan b and be okay and when is that possible is when the plan b exists out of awareness uh it's different from there is a huge difference between fear and consciousness uh i'm biking and there is a crossroad and I need to be aware there is a crossroad so that I slow down and watch it and then go ahead. It's very different from having a panic attack because I'm going to a crossroad and then I have to like, you know, just go on the brakes. And a lot of people are acting a fear on things that they should not fear. They just need to be aware because through your awareness, you know, you have to take care of it. And then there's no energy contradicting your action within you. It is okay to have a plan B because 
you know there is a chance that this may not work out and then it could do this uh, but doing in this pure state of pure awareness without any fear that is the trick that is the trick for many things in life we don't need fear fear is the completely unnecessary destructive emotions to have the life of our dreams we need however awareness we need to be here now and understand the circumstances that we are in and what we might need to do for them yeah yeah i, I think it's a very common theme uh it was for me in my life and for a lot of people i know it, it's fear that's holding them back from yeah. doing what they really want to do and it's so hard to see that, especially when you're in a yeah. scenario and it's even hard to tell someone because they won't believe it because they know yeah. their life, they know what they're doing and well, they think they do. Um, but it's not until they get past that point and then look back and realize, oh yes, I was acting out of fear. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is major, and it's again so nuanced. It's like small things. You yeah. know. Do you want to tell yeah. us a little bit more about what you do and how you work with people? So yes, I work uh, in quite different ways. I do. I work on one 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 programs. I have two different programs. Uh, one more to connect people and get them back to themselves when they are distressed, and especially for people starting on spirituality that haven't had a strong practice before. Uh, some people don't have any practice, but other people, even though they have practices, they have quite scattered practices, you know? It is like one thing here, one thing there, they cannot see the whole. A lot of my work is about getting to that alignment from a place of building solid foundations. So people understand what they need and can self-regulate and creating a toolbox for themselves. So it's a mixture of practice and knowledge. So I have one program that is more for that, for people that need to realign and don't have a strong toolbox yet or enough practices that are consistent. And then I have another program that is for people that are ready to go into a more like crazier journey, so to speak, where I channel specific practices for them based on their challenges uh, and their obstacles so in one one this is the case i also do a lot of healing sessions uh, activations and energy healing both in person and online which help people open their field and clear themselves to move forward uh, they, they are very different kind of sessions they are not the regular um, sessions you see but i love them it's a part of my magic work <laughs> uh, and i have uh, online courses and master classes uh, I love writing, so um, I send a, uh, an article every single week to my newsletter where I go in depth into specific uh, subjects. So I'm all I do online events as well. So I'm all over the place, all about aligning, many different ways to align a person. So aligning and healing based on a spiritual concept. Yeah. Uh, I I do feel I do believe spirituality is very practical. It's not about um, removing ourselves from the world. Uh, many people these days use spirituality to cope with a reality that they don't enjoy. Um, we always heal for sure, but I don't see healing as an end in itself. It's more about what do I want to grow? What do I want to uh, improve in my life? What is not okay? And then we see what is it that is obstructing that. And that is what we heal. 
So there is a point of expansion. It's not like, because some people are getting really addicted to healing as well. There's always a course, there's always a retreat, there's always something to do. It's like, wait a minute, we're supposed to do this to live better. So let's focus on living and what is stopping us from living and being ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. It's uh, especially <laughs> on the route I've been on traveling through Asia and Indonesia and you do meet a lot of people who are yeah. healing for months and years and it's like, okay, when are you going to start <laughs> living your life and stop healing? Um, so I really <laughs> like that approach. And thinking back over your journey, mm. how long ago was it that you left your job? It's five years. What five years advice ago. would you give to your self five years ago looking back just don't be scared <laughs> don't be scared yeah i mean it's uh just don't be scared when i when i quit i had funds to keep me for one year and all kind of weird stuff started happening that i could keep on going on and on with funds it was really magical uh, and I feel like the sense of if, if we're doing what we're supposed to do and we're listening to ourselves and trusting ourselves, we can take care of ourselves. <laughs> so don't so don't be scared that <laughs> you, you can take care of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I like yeah. that. And it, it, I guess it comes back to what you said earlier on about what is the worst that can happen. And if you mm -hmm. end up going on this journey and it doesn't work out, then yeah, I guess you go back to where you are, back at your job and I think sometimes people are maybe a bit scared of that again coming back to fear the embarrassment the mm -hmm. shame but you only get one life so you've got to try right yeah yeah and if you don't try it when will you know like then it's just keep going i have quite a few friends in that situation and um now they look back and it's like now i have two three kids and it's uh it's almost unmanageable for them to do what they wanted to do yeah seven years ago yeah. And now it's, it becomes a trap. Yeah. And I guess it gets harder as you get more involved in your life and growing a family and exactly. getting mortgages and all those fun <laughs> things. Aline, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much yeah. for coming on. It's been really nice speaking with you. Thank you so much for having me. It was really fun talking to you today. there we have it thank you so much for listening if you enjoyed this episode make sure you share it on social media and with your friends who will find value in this episode the biggest takeaway for me is fear and it keeps coming up time and time again because I don't think it's the fear that we realize that it's holding us back because there's always a story around it there's a reason there's an obstacle there's a challenge maybe a person that's creating this underlying fear but deep down in your heart, in your gut, you know that something isn't right. There's a change that you need to make. There's something you need to do. And it might feel like it's not possible right now, but it's really important that you know that it's something you need to do to live your life to the fullest. I'd really appreciate if you could take some time and really think about that and try not to cover up your feelings and emotions with coping mechanisms like partying and alcohol and distracting yourself. Really take some time and maybe journal and meditate on that and just see if there's one tiny thing that you can do that moves you slightly closer to following what it is your heart is telling you to do so that you can live a life of passion and purpose. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll see you again same time next week. <laughs>